Verbally Effective with Ina Esco is an interview-style podcast that intersects art, culture, politics, and entertainment with a Memphis focus with producer Sana Marie. Each week, I'm joined by a featured guest with roots in Memphis. Verbally Effective delves into each guest's personal journey to uncover the incredible stories fueling their purpose, the highs and lows of their pursuits, and how through their passion, they are moving the culture forward. Be sure to follow Verbally Effective and Ina Esco on Instagram. Also, download the Verbally Effective podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Don't forget to check out the website and submit to be a guest at verballyeffective.com. Hey guys, this is April Talbert of Gabby Grace Boutique, hanging out in the studio with my girl Ina Esco on the Verbally Effective podcast. Yo, 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 what's up? It's your boy Howard Q hanging out with Double E, Ina Esco on the Verbally Effective Podcast. Player. your double E, Ina Esco here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to yet another episode of the Verbally Effective Podcast. You guys can be anywhere in this entire world, but you are here with me today, and we are going to get right to it. But you know what, before we get right to it, we got to talk about this cash app, because, you know, this is an independent operation, and you know, uh, it costs for production needs. So if you find it in your heart to donate to the Verbal Effective Podcast and all of the wonderful things that we are doing in the community, you can do so right now at Ina Esco. E-N-A-E-S-C-O is my cash tag. I also want to shout out the Consortium MMT for allowing me to be in this beautiful space. And that is the perfect segue into my introduction of the guest that I have today. (laughs) You know what? He is a singer. He is a songwriter. He is a recording artist. He is an entertainer. He is a music business executive. He's a part-time stripper as well. His name is Brandon Lewis. <laughs> what's up? What's up, everybody? <laughs> Don't take that last part serious, but what's up, everybody? Hi, Brandon. How are you, dear? Doing all right. I'm glad to be here with you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I just want to thank you, Brandon, for, you know, using your time and your energy and helping me out with the Verbally Effective Podcast because you do not have to do this. We over here at the Consortium. Yeah, that's right. That's right, Plug. Yeah, we we at the Talent Development Complex, which is a division of the Consortium MMT for sure. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to be able to have you here, uh, you know, as we're developing the space out here for other people to be able to utilize in the community. I think that this is very important and uh, also leading the way for some of the ideas because, I mean, you have a great podcast. Thank you. I appreciate it. And you know what? You are an awesome entertainer. And you wear a lot of hats. So we're going to get all into that. But we're going to start right at the beginning. What part of Memphis are you from, Brandon? Ooh, I'm from Memphis. And the reason I say that is because I know a lot of artists or people that want to become somebody out of our city always rep one part of the city. Mm -hmm. But I think it's very important right now to rep our city. So I spend a lot of time in different places. So if we took high school, I was right in the middle of South Memphis. So I went to middle college at Lamar and on. How did you uh, enjoy middle college over there at LLC? It was great. Well, it was great. And, you know, I had family in the neighborhood. So Mm -hmm. uh, the church home is right there on East Trigg and Mississippi Boulevard. So, I mean, you know, it's it's right. It was right there for me in terms of uh, 
it feeling like a great space to be in. Now, in terms of when I went to college right after that, mm. uh, I went to Lamont on for a couple semesters after that. So you that. went right to Lamont. Yeah, because I had a presidential scholarship. Okay. I did, too. Did you have yeah. the Du Bois scholarship? Yeah, so, yeah. We so ain't got something So, you know, me. yeah. So we did that, and, mm. uh, you know, I just wanted to really pursue music. I wanted to get heavily in music. I remember being in my dorm room, the newly... Uh, oh, yeah, I didn't experience the right. new so I got the Not new the dorms new over there, Lamorne, and uh, I just really wanted to pursue music. It just really hit me, and then so I started pursuing it. Were you in the choir at Lamorne? No. Why no, not? And the reason I say it, so, uh, the reason I say it like that is because I was never interested in being involved in, like, the schools, mm-hmm. like, any schools, like, bands. So you so. never I were. sports. Okay, so you never were in the school choir. No, I ran band. track at, at oh, BTW. Oh, you were an athlete at yes, BTW. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I, so I ran track. I ran. I ran track. I ran cross country, and a couple of the meters. And uh, I mean, it was a good time there. You know, I had mm-hmm. family there too. So uh, from there to middle college, you know, we just really were in, a, able to embrace that area of Memphis. Yeah. Uh, and then growing up in some other areas, spending some time in some other areas, living in different places. Mm-hmm. So. If I had to say, like, one place, I would just say Memphis because I've embraced everywhere I've lived, okay. and it's all been in Memphis for sure. Okay. Absolutely. Well, Brandon, let's talk about your family dynamic. I know you are the youngest of yeah. seven. Yeah, I'm the youngest of seven. Um, diverse background, so um, I'm the baby, and I'm really probably the only one that is very, very passionate about music. You know, mm-hmm. growing up, I would do some things with my brothers, and my sister can sing, the one that's right older than me. Um, still in their 20s, too, so uh, she can sing, and I, I've been trying to push her to write more, you mm-hmm. know, as uh, as time progresses, just because, you know, we get older and, and things kind of, life pans out, how it pans out, and just being a recording artist might not be realistic for everyone, so I'm, I know I'm blessed to be able to do that as well, but really pushing, you know, for some songwriters to come out of the camp for sure. Yeah, is, is that something that's not, um, I guess... Um something people don't always go for, the songwrite piece. They, they oh, yeah. would like to be in front of the camera. Probably. Yeah, and that's really what it is. <laughs> that's it's, where the money is, too, huh? Yeah, and it's, it's, it's less about the starlight, yeah, because once you get into the business of it, which I know we'll talk more about it, uh, once I got into the business of it, and then being mentored by legends as well, um, I don't have to name any names right now. We, mm-hmm. we can get into that stuff later, but just being mentored by people that have come before us and like are staples in the industry as songwriters, mm-hmm. that meant a lot to me to really be able to shift my thinking towards, you know, how can we create a career off of music? And you, you look at other examples like Babyface. Mm-hmm. You know, that's somebody I really kind of craft my career around. Baby, I love Babyface. Yeah, and I respect I mean, him yeah. for everything that he the does. Businessman too, yeah. He Ooh. writes I mean he, he writes hits, you know, yeah. and, and he sings hits as well. So I mean to this day, right now on the radio, you know, you right. you still hearing Babyface. So that's somebody I, I I looked up to. I know you didn't ask me about influencers, but I have to plug <laughs> that because I always kind of, you know, look at his yeah. career like, okay, you could do both. You right. can be an incredible songwriter and a recording artist and still have yeah. a career. Well, it's all good because we're going to tag Babyface on oh, this perfect. podcast. Hey. And he's going to listen hey. and he's going to probably hook up with you. Hey, come on. So let's talk about, um, you know, let's go back to your uh, LLC days mm-hmm. uh, around that period of your life. Yeah. And, and I, I think you said that you didn't stay there, right? No, I didn't. Okay. No, so I what didn't. did you do after that? So after that, uh, I probably did... I don't know. People consider it to be like soul searching. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like eighteen. We all do that. So yeah, yeah. I was I was eighteen years old, and I was just like, "How do I do this?" Now we'll say that I've I've always been very stubborn 
in terms of like if I wanted to do something, I was just gonna do whatever it took to get it done. And I'm still like that. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to do music, I just didn't know how. And so at 18, I started working in at Young Avenue Studios. So shout out to Young Avenue. Very young. Yeah, 18, and uh, being from the you know environments we we were in, that was just refreshing for me to even step in a real studio. I remember Mm -hmm. telling the guy I was working with at the time that was mentoring me. Just telling him, like, yeah, you know, my folks, we never seen nothing like this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now looking back on it, uh, it may sound crazy because I've seen some great studios mm-hmm. since then. But, you know, that was a very impactful moment for me. So right after Lemoyne, I really just hit the pavement on trying to figure out where to go and what to do. And so I paid for where well, I worked three three jobs at the mm-hmm. time uh, just to be able to f- provide for myself, to be able to put myself through uh, training, to be certified as an engineer. So I went to Recording, Radio, and Film Connection. Okay. That's a satellite school in L.A., and they actually placed me at Young Avenue Sound. And so wow. I was able to learn. Yeah, so I did the curriculum aspect of it mm-hmm. where we're learning about mics, you know, chords, placements, that type of thing, mm-hmm. uh, and then really got into working with artists. So I was seeing a right. lot of the artists that, you know, we admire now. Uh, I was seeing them young come through the studio. Like then. who? Uh, Dolph was, was coming through then. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trip was coming through then. A-Ball. Actually, MJG's manager, I got to sit in some of the meetings with them. Uh, mm-hmm. So shout out to Black. I was able to, you know, sit in those meetings and just really soak up the game. Uh, mm-hmm. Ari Morris, which is an incredible engineer mm-hmm. for, for Bag now. I mean, you know, just being young and being in those spaces like that, being able to soak the energy up was, was a blessing for and sure. And so you were sitting in those spaces as an engineer over well, there. Well, I would say I was, no, I was interning to be an engineer. Right. And the opportunity that I had, which now that I'm able to give that same opportunity to other young people, it wasn't exactly what I thought it would be. Why but do you I say realized that? it was probably what was necessary for mm-hmm. me. Why do you say it wasn't exactly what you thought it would be? Because I was stubborn. I thought, you know, like, <laughs> hey. You want to zoom through everything. Show me, yeah. Show, show, show me what I should yeah. be doing. Show me these things. And, you know, let's hurry up and do it now because I have people I want to record. I'm trying to get in the mm-hmm. studio. I'm trying to make tracks. At the time, I was making beats. I wasn't producing yet. Them two different things. Yeah, two different things. Beat makers. <laughs> I was making beats at the time. Yeah. And uh, I just really wanted to know how to be more involved in the studio. So I was, like, showing up in people's sessions. Uh, like I was up. calling the artist and being like, hey, do you mind if I come to your session? Oh, my God. And the people that were mentoring me were just like, Don't bro, do that. like, stop doing that. <laughs> and that's what I meant. You know, that's what I meant about I was persistent. Like, you I, you were know, very persistent. I was persistent. just really trying to be in the studio. But I will say this. I made great relationships. Mm-hmm. And those people that uh, were making music heavily at the time, mm-hmm. uh, they remember me. You I know? bet they And do. they've embraced me since, since my come up. Um, over the past few years in, in the Memphis scene, for sure. Okay, yeah. so you got that start over there at Young Avenue, but what happened after that, Brandon? Ooh. Young Avenue, I did life uh, mm-hmm. there. I, you know, I, I did life. I was, like, what, 18, 19 years old. Mm-hmm. I started doing life. Um, and then I found a consortium MMT. So How did you find a consortium MMT? I was MMT? actually at the library. And so okay. I commend anybody that finds our programming off of the simple strength of researching talent development Mm -hmm. because that's exactly what I was doing. And now, ultimately, I won't skip too much, but ultimately, I'm in a leadership role with the organization. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you never know what's going to happen. But that was like 19 for sure. Yeah, 19. uh, And at the time, uh, the organization was like very, very, very hands-on in terms of like, it was multiple times during the week we would meet. You know, so I got mm-hmm. a different type of experience. Now we're hands on, but I love to work with the people in the studio. 
And so what I mean was there's a there was a major major educational piece where we actually got to see David Porter himself, mm-hmm. and just as times progress and and David is into some different ventures and things like that, um, it became an audio visual type of thing. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just grateful that at that time in my career I was able to actually physically sit with my mentor. Yeah. So that that was a big difference for me. So when you started at the consortium, what you're saying is it's totally different from mm-hmm. from how it is today. The the I guess the programming, the setup, yeah. and everything. So you were there at the very beginning. Yeah. Uh, so we started in 2012. So I give just a little preface to the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we got started in 2012. We've one of the longest running musical organizations, nonprofit organizations that's giving back to the community. One of the longest that's ever been running in Memphis. Uh, so we're blessed to be able to say that. And then also. Uh, in 2015, we did the Talent Development Complex, which you see us in this beautiful facility now. I love this yeah, facility. This got here in 2015, <laughs> and uh, that's really the time I got started was around 2015. Wow. Mm-hmm. And and like you said, you were able to sit with your mentor, David yeah. Porter, yeah. and I heard you was like his protege. Yeah. I saw the Commercial Appeal article that so, quoted you <laughs> as David Porter's protege. That's yeah. some big shoes to fill. It took some time. Yeah. Uh, he really pushed me. You know, he made me elevate my whole, as I sit up, like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm saying something prolific. But, no, he, he really pushed me, uh, you know, and not just music, like life, you know, understanding how to become a better individual and, you know, what, what people expect from people that look like us, you know, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, and just understanding how to uh, be professional. You know, in the industry, in the music industry, because mm-hmm. it's, an, it's another ball game when you really are working in the business aspect of the music industry. It's a lot of fun and games when you're like making the songs in the studio, mm-hmm. but when you get into the business, you gotta have your mind, your heart, your your logic, everything gotta be in place because you're gonna get checked for sure. Now let's talk about that, the music business side, because like yeah. when I first met you, had a conversation with you, you were so knowledgeable about everything right and I said oh this Not guy everything. he wears a lot of hats over yeah. here at the consortium I mean anything that I asked you were well versed on everything um I, I felt that I could trust you in the information that oh, you great. was giving me great. um and so you know you told me that you were an artist as well I, I had I had heard your song I was like oh this is a different vibe yeah, yeah, yeah. this I'm feeling it so mm-hmm. I'm feeling some pop yeah yeah for sure you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. So let's let's okay. I had kind of got all over the place. Let's go back to the music business side because this is such, you know, I, I think this is the most important thing that people always say. Oh, I want to be a rapper. I want to be a singer. Yeah. I want to do this. I want to do that. But that business side, it's eighty percent business. It's ninety percent business. Ninety percent. It's really hundred percent business when you when, if, okay. if you know if you really know that you know you know it's, it's really all business. Right. Yeah. So like even just from you know your mentorship, your uh, time here with the consortium, what would you say are some of the top three things that you've learned about the business side that you can share with others? Uh, how to become a leader in the music business, and that's just, again, being able to study under people that have already become staples in the industry, mm-hmm. uh, top three. So that's one. Does Probably. that come with humility as well? Oh, yeah. All of this, I mean, life comes with humility if you play mm-hmm. it right, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and if you, you strive to become somebody in life, then I think humility is, is always a major player in, in anything that you do, you yeah. know. So uh, that's one of those fundamental. That's a principle for me, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just to stay humble and, you know, cool about things, but really, you know, be about it. You know, really do what you say you're going to do. Do it. Um, so accountability. Let me say that. I would say accountability is another one. So we got leadership. 
accountability. Uh, just become a person that people can call on. You know, and you'll always have opportunities. You know, that's and true. That's something I really stress to talents is, you know, make yourself available. You know, no matter mm -hmm. what's going on in life, if your car break down, walk, you know, find a way. And when you share those experiences with people that are in position, if they real, authentic, genuine people, they will respect that mm -hmm. versus you not doing what you said you were going to do. So right. I say leadership, accountability, and just diversifying yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, don't just, if, if you're a creative or artist, don't just be so focused and caught up on being an artist that you miss the opportunity to be a creative director, mm -hmm. a film director, an actor, an actress, you know, anything that's diversified in the, in the entertainment industry, you mm -hmm. know, uh, starting your own podcast. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, it's just so many different things that you can do in the entertainment realm. So just diversify yourself, for sure. So yeah. leadership, accountability, and diversification. Yeah. And and so when you became an artist, mm -hmm. you didn't go for that just regular R&B sound. Uh -huh. You know, uh -huh. you uh -huh. took another route. So how were you inspired to create the music that you have created? Ooh. Uh, that's, a great, that's a great question. There's, there's a lot of different inspirations. Uh, so you take artists that, you know, I, I listened to growing up. That's like the most cliche answer. Like, oh, you know, Mike... James Brown was listening mm -hmm. to me, but I really was listening to those people and influenced by them. Like, Mike's Off the Wall CD was my first. It wasn't Ooh, a, that's classic. For sure, it wasn't a CD when it came out, but mm -hmm. I got the CD, and, you know, just being able to look at the the lining, seeing all of the stuff, the pictures, the everything inside of that, that kind of sparked my interest for sure because, you know, you just get inspired. You have big dreams when you're a kid, you know. Mm -hmm. So all of those people kind of inspired me, but what made it more realistic to me uh, was finding my sound. Mm. Yeah, finding what works for my range and then pushing that, you know, yeah. pushing that to be something that I didn't know was there. And so it took collaboration to do that, for sure. So did you have a team of people that brought that out of you? Uh, yeah, I'm going to be honest. I did. And it really, I'm going to give myself credit first and then I'm going to give credit where credit is due. Uh, I spent a lot of time in the shed, as I call it. So like, you know, working in the studio and recording myself when nobody was watching, you know, mm -hmm. uh, finding time at home to record myself when nobody's looking or make the tracks and then record to the tracks and just try to perfect the sound that I felt like could work for me in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. And then got with some people that are really great, like Felly The Voice, which is working with Jermaine Dupree now, you know, so shouts out to the bro Felly. He's, he's doing incredible things, uh, residing in Atlanta. So, you know, uh, there's a lot of business going on. And, and then Black Elvis, which is... Uh, a fellow Memphian as well, but he's, mm -hmm. he's gone on to, uh, to move out of, out of the city as well. And, you know, he's at Grammys, worked with Fergie. I mean, it's crazy. Monica Wright, <laughs> to crazy credits. And then uh, my engineer, uh, shout-outs to Ant, you know, that worked on, you know, the last dozen songs with me. You know, we probably got like three albums, a little bit over three albums uh, completed in the studio. Mm -hmm. And he, he really worked on those with me for sure. And so just... The reason I name all three of those people is because it was important to work with a writer like Feli that could uh, help me get my ideas out the way that they should be presented as a writer, you mm -hmm. know, and, and that really pushed me for sure. And then I was able to bring what I already had to the table, so it just made for great collaboration. Um, and then working with a producer that knows his stuff but also will give you space to be the artist, mm -hmm. you know, that was important for me to have a professional uh, experience like that because some artists have poor experiences with teams yes. uh, and then I had a great experience with my engineer you know he just 
utmost professionalism, everything was right, which also helped me as an engineer. You know, I'm learning in each one of these aspects how to be better in that in that space. So it it kind of took everybody. Then my mentors, uh, of course, before we even got there, you know, just really showing me the blueprint almost to how to do certain things. It's just up to you to be able to execute them. Right. So even though they showed me, like, if I don't hit them notes, mm-hmm. it ain't right. If I don't come with the right type of wardrobe, it's, it's still, it still is not right no matter how much somebody is showing you. So, yeah, yeah it definitely was a team and a collective wow. effort. I, I learned from people. So right. That. And you know what? I, I, I did read that, you know, like I said, you are David Porter's protege. Also, prior to the pandemic, a lot of stuff was in motion for you to really just zoom. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So That's been humbling. When Okay, <laughs> let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. When pandemic hit, I mean, no, right before it hit, what yeah. all did you have on the table? What were the, you know, major plans and what changed? I would say the biggest thing is uh, to be in your 20s and, and sign your first record deal uh, that was built off of, uh, off a relationship, you know, anyway. So it wasn't a big... Uh, a big hassle amongst companies and that type. Of, it was really built off a relationship uh, and being able to push my career forward and, and the team seeing the vision and really believing in, in the potential of what we're doing. So, um, you know, being signed and, and then not being able to really take off like we wanted to. Mm-hmm. You know, we put a lot of focus. We put a lot of focus on putting music out. I'm, I'm not even going to lie. I did. I put a lot of focus on still pushing the team to do, probably do more than I, I may have should have pushed them, but... I had videographers shooting videos. Like, mm-hmm. we were doing that, you know, back-to-back. I'm talking about, like, MTV-style videos. So go to YouTube and check them out. Check so, them out. So we were shooting videos back-to-back, and all of this was in the pandemic. So we had, like, the we ended up having to call the mayor, you know, to, to get some things established so we could go down on uh, Riverside at mm-hmm. the time. You so weren't playing, was no, 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 no. <laughs> we were, I, was, I was trying to get things done in the time I felt like people were reserving themselves. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to sit back and just hang out. And I'm like, this is for emerging artists as I am. This was my time to, like, shine. This was my time to try to get a, a step up because people were trying to save money. I was trying to spend money. You know, I'm just being honest. Mm-hmm. But it was all things off of what we had saved and then what we had partnered with. So right. it was nothing that was, like, you know, it was going to be a dire need for anything. But I was just trying to push. You know, I was really trying to push and then hopefully eventually get to doing shows, that type of thing, because um, I love to perform and entertain. So... Uh, mm-hmm. That was probably the biggest challenge, but it wasn't a setback. We did some great releases. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of our songs um, was able to travel around the world. We almost mm-hmm. were able to make it to CNN. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, so um, it was an incredible run. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to give credit to the year. Actually, look, look. I was able to create some, some really great music, um, really focus on the business aspects of things, and, yeah. and just see how I wanted this year to go, and then going into 2022. Okay, because that's where we're going right now. Yeah, we're going sure. into 2022, to the and the yes. world has opened to the up. Future, yeah, and so I love what, it. So, okay, with that being said, what has changed for you, Brandon, now that the world is opening up? All of this great content that you have developed during pandemic, oh, are we you. slowly releasing some of these yeah. projects? Yeah, so I just did the summer release, uh, what, that was in, like, June, mm-hmm. um, that we released a single, and... Um, it's been fun. That song has probably been the best song I've released so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and just turns of reaction. You know, people have really been taken to it. So it's at 45 minutes. It is. Yes. So okay. we've, been, we've been moving off of that one right now. And then working with my band, uh, really putting a great show together mm-hmm. to be able to entertain some people very, very soon. Coming to a stage near you. I want to uh, know the deeds. Yeah. I know you're still probably working some things We're out. We're for sure working things okay. out. But uh, there's some opportunities that we've, 
you know, sowed seeds uh, over the last year or so, and yeah. just c- making sure I kept those relationships tight with people um, mm-hmm. that are like, you know, movers and shakers that, mm-hmm. that can get you on the stage or mm-hmm. could not get you on the stage, that type of thing, and, you know, just making sure we stay focused with that. So I'm really focused on putting out more music, uh, giving more content, that's for sure. So if you support me, I got mm-hmm. content coming, I promise. Uh, and then shows. I'm ready to entertain, get on I'm ready stage. ready to get on stage. I want to see you live. I got to yeah, see you live. It's a, it's a fun Brandon. time. Yeah, yes. it's a fun time. We put, the, we put the entertainment hat on for sure, and then we go to another space. Now, did you learn that entertainment piece here, over here? Uh, some of it, but I always was, like, standing in front of people dancing. And, like, you know, in terms of being a personality, <laughs> I think I've been... A great balance on like figuring yes. that out my entire life, you know, just yes. just how to be, you know, personable and entertaining, mm-hmm. but not being over assertive, you know, just kind of find mm-hmm. a great balance so people want to come back and see you again. Yeah, well, I can't wait, Brandon. Um, I do want to ask you this though, because you know, talking with different entertainers and mm-hmm. artists here in Memphis, and even you know, the world has seen the talent that Memphis possesses. Like, well, they ain't seen half yet. I mean, but they're just, <laughs> right, they're just getting an inkling yeah. of what we made of. For sure, yeah, for so, sure. I mean, have you noticed, uh, you know, kind of being in a leadership role over here at the MMT, the talent that comes through this door, you know, are you noticing, is, is it like a secret sauce over here in Memphis with the talent that's coming through here? What oh, is yeah, it? It's, it's authentic. You know, yes. pe- people are trying to make a career mm-hmm. off of their music, and, you know, you just have soulfulness that comes from that. You know, people are really hungry, and, and that's something that I, I saw over the last year. So that's a good point to make, mm-hmm. is that in the middle of the pandemic, we still were booking talents to come and use the studio. You know, they probably used it more because they were able to work from home. Yeah. They was in the studio. So, you know, <laughs> that, that was the thing. So we were right. able to see them a lot uh, mm-hmm. over that time. And then the creativity was just, like, crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, people getting time to actually find themselves and right. find their sound and find out what works for them and then being able to work with individuals like myself and some of my other team members just to kind of shape and mold what that could look like in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I, yeah. I think talents are are incredible that come through here and it's just an authentic you know, authenticity to what they're trying to accomplish. And so I respect it. Yeah, and and Memphis is on the move. I yeah, mean, we sure. on the map now. Yeah. Now, now we're getting some attention, right? Yeah, and I was, I'll say this in terms of the music that's happening. We're we hearing a lot of the rap genre, which is great. They're going to open doors for the R&B artists because right. you got to think every, everything has its time. And mm-hmm. I say that humbly, you know, as yeah. an R&B solo artist. You know, I just say that humbly, like, let people have their time. And these people are paving ways or opening doors um, in our time right now, my generation right now, for us to even get seen in the spotlight come to Memphis. So we're going to have more PR people. We're going to have more companies come and set up shop. We're going to have a lot of stuff happening based on the success that's happening from other artists. So I respect any artist that's doing major things out of the city. Yes, because yeah. it's a lot of them. And and just with our history of oh, the yeah. people that are from Memphis oh, yeah. that were very successful with stacks. A lot. I mean, we got so much history here, yeah. and it's, it just feels lot. like... You know, maybe a light is being shined on it, it, it but it hasn't, like, cracked the whip open no, yet. That's a rebirth. It's a rebirth. So if you think about the process, we, we still in the womb right now. Yeah. We, we, just ain't, we just ain't fully there and fully developed all the way into an industry. But I think the industry is, is really, like, you know, we working on it for sure. Yeah, we definitely are doing that now. Um, did you catch the BET Awards? I caught some of it. Okay. Yeah. What, what were your favorite moments at the BET Awards? Who was you checking for? I wasn't checking for anybody, but 
I used to watch the BET Awards. That was like a thing. Yeah. You know, like, okay, we're finna watch the BET Awards. We're finna sit down. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have something to eat. We're gonna, like, we're gonna actually check in with the BET Awards. So just to be able to see it in my generation and be making music, you know, mm-hmm. prominently now, it's all special. Just to yeah. be able to see. Because I can't help but look at it like, you know, hopefully one day I'm working to get on that stage and, exactly. you know, kill it like the other artists, killing it, that type of thing. So I was checking for everybody. I was trying to see what everybody's doing. Yeah. I was trying to see how professional people are, how unprofessional some situations happen, you know, just everything, lighting, staging, mm-hmm. wardrobe. See, I, I'm looking at all lot, of that. You pay attention to a lot, being that you have so many hats. You you oh, just yeah. in tune oh, yeah, to yeah, the yeah. details. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So wow. unless I'm being entertained, I'm trying to find what is entertaining. Yeah. I'm looking for, like, what are they doing that is entertaining people? And then, you know, maybe incorporating yeah. different things uh, that are my own into my own show, you know, just being inspired. Yeah. Now, Bruno Mars did it for me. And, and you give me a kind of uh, some uh, Bruno vibe mm. somewhere okay, in, in, in He's your music. He's a superstar. You, yes, he is. <laughs> and so you giving me compliment. some Bruno, you know, just it, it's some pop. It's, some, it's like a gumbo. Yeah. That's yeah. what you want me to feel, huh? That's it. Yeah, like it's I can't even one, describe yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. What's up with that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it works, right? Wow, it does work. Yeah. It does yeah. work. Wow, Brandon Lewis. So, what are um, what is in the future for the Consortium MMT over here now that things are opening up? What is going to change oh, now? That's a great question. So, we're going to be doing live events. Mm-hmm. Uh, we plug in artists right now. So, any of uh, our artists that see this, but before I've even reached out to you, we're, we're plugging artists for shows right now with different venues around the city that's been major to me since I got a leadership role and it's going to continue to be major to me because we're putting dollars back into our artists' pockets, which mm-hmm. as an artist working for artists, that's important to me, you know, yeah. being able to make sure that artists get paid for events. Um, another thing that's happening is always going to be our flagship program, our Soul Right Music Mentorship Program. Happens three times a year. We got spring, summer, and fall. We actually about to get started with our summer session this Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, so and you, you see it. everybody that comes through. Yeah, I see everybody. You oh, see. absolutely everybody. That's a powerful position you have. You do realize that, right? I think it's a, yeah, it's a big responsibility. I'll okay. say that. I, I have realized okay. the responsibility. I haven't taken ownership I of power. I see it. I haven't taken ownership of the power, but I okay. have said I've taken ownership help. with. I've taken ownership with the responsibility. It's it's a lot, you know. I, I tell the talents this, and I will say this here, mm-hmm. uh, is that I see each other. The talents, the talents sometimes don't see each other. Exactly. So it's it's a lot during the week. But what's what's up for us is just continuing to do great programming, trying to you know seep our way into the community as many ways as we can, working with other organizations uh, in the community to, to try to build that relationship and take some of the ones we already have even further so mm-hmm. just all positive aspects yes definitely yeah. well i am going to say a word let's do it and i want you to tell me your thoughts let's see if i got it when answer. i say this word yeah. tell me the first thing that pops in your mind david porter oh mentor legacy mm-hmm. uh that's what pops in, in, in my mind you know somebody that really took the time Mm-hmm. Uh, and when he expressed it to me like that, you know, it put it in perspective. You know, yeah. it's a lot of things we could be doing, but I'm taking the time to, to work with you. You know, as I've mm-hmm. seen him do some some other people that you know he doesn't he doesn't name these things. So even though the the press is picking up on these things, that's because some of these people have came to the studio and seen us in action. You know, that type of thing, or got wind that we work together, uh, but. A mentor, you know, really just being able to take the time and show a young brother like myself the ropes of the music industry. Yeah, respect. That's it. Such a legend. Such yeah, a legend. Respect. Okay, forty-five minutes. A hit. <laughs> a hit. <laughs> and I 
Press Play. I yeah. was like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the summertime heat. You know, I just wanted to get something that's, that's really a vibe for the summer. So even to the color palettes, I hope artists are listening. I just paid attention to everything and just tried to make it something that people could, you know, come back to and, and want to put on at their functions because, you know, we, we know people getting outside, as we say. Yes. You know, so I just wanted to do something that, could have some impact for the summer and keep people wanting some more from yeah. it. You know what would be what would be a cute like theme for the MMT when you guys do the live shows again if y'all hosted your own just call it the We Outside series. Oh yeah, you gonna host it. I would love to Let's host it. it. I That's would it, right just there. let me know. You got it on camera. It's happening. <laughs> now Brandon, I want you to let everybody know on the verbally effective podcast, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure there are people that want to do what you're doing that have hmm. been totally inspired by everything that you've said. I, I kind of so. want you to speak to the importance of having a diverse skill set in this business and not just be, you know, one-track-minded and one, like a one-trick pony, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can sing, I can sing. That's all I can do, though, mm-hmm. is sing. Yeah. Like, tell everybody why that is so important. Uh, that's longevity. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when your time is up, your time is up. For one thing, you know, and it being an artist, quick fifteen minutes, correct? Too. Yeah, and so you you never want to bank that the music is going to do uh, what you think it's going to do. You mm-hmm. put it out there for people to receive, and mm-hmm. once more people receiving it, that's how it's a snowball effect. So you you have to accept that, but just realize that you know it's a process. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's definitely a process with the entire thing. Have you ever put out a project and thought it will be received one way, but it may have been received another way? Or is that not the mentality you have about putting out projects? Mm-mm. No, you know what? I don't even think we got there yet. Okay. That's the truth. I don't even think I don't even think for me I would have to see like hundreds of thousands of responses. Mm-hmm. For me to even feel remotely like, you know, this is what I should be doing versus what I presented. Mm. Does that make sense? Because you yeah. might have a couple of people that's like, I liked it. A couple of people that's like, I don't really too much care for it. Mm-hmm. That doesn't really shake me at all. You yeah. know, because I'm probably in the studio re- recording somebody else and doing something. You know, I'm on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. So I just leave everything where it is. And when I'm in that space, I'm totally in that space. So when mm-hmm. I'm in that artist space, I'm totally in that space. When I'm working with talents, I give them my full attention. It's not about me being an artist. That I'm is true, with the talent, too. So it's a lot that comes with it, though. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. no, I don't, think, I don't think that the perspective of it, when I put something out, no, nah, I don't think we're there yet. I think we gotta. Yeah. We'll get there. Now you seem very, as you said, very persistent in in, in this journey. Um, you've been very focused. Do you feel like you've missed out on anything along the way? No. No. I wouldn't do it different. I think okay. all of the challenges that I went through, mm-hmm. you know, sleeping on the floor, like you know, that may impact somebody. So I'm gonna say that you know, this mm-hmm. was years ago. Now we've totally changed our whole situation. But just doing that and then trying to get up every day with the motivation of, you know, this could happen for me. Mm-hmm. It just drove me and pushed me because I know yeah. I didn't want to be like that, you know. Yeah. So I rather had just pushed myself to to other limits. And so mm-hmm. I would say, I don't know, any aspiring talent that's listening, just keep going, you yeah. know. Um, I think I heard somebody like Nipsey. Yeah, I think this was Nipsey that said this. Like, I, I've experienced every emotion. I can attest to that. I probably experienced every emotion with this. I've been sad and not understanding what's going to happen, if mm-hmm. life going to work out the right type of way, if we if we had a money for this. You know, I've been happy when things have happened the right type of way. You know, we've been let down on something. It's, it's different emotions that, that go go on when you're pursuing 
uh, probably your passion, not just one thing. But that's whatever you're passionate about, there's going to be things that's going to try to keep you from getting there. Yeah. There's going to be some other things that's going to help you get there. I just stay focused on what's helping me do it. Definitely. And it only makes you stronger. That's it. you got to deal with them emotions. And wiser. Yeah, yeah. You have to go through it, embody it, really embrace it. That's the only way you can become strong. You have to embrace the challenges. That's true. Yeah. That is so true. Okay, Brandon Lewis. You got some more words for me? Yeah. No, I want you to have some more words <laughs> for the audience. I got? want you to let everybody know how they can check you out on oh, social sure. media, <laughs> how they can keep up with all of your wonderful content, because you got okay. a whole website around yeah. here with some content. Yeah, we're going to share it. <laughs> For sure. So you can catch us at brandonlewismusic.com. Everything is actually there. So Spotify list is there. The videos are there. The social media is there. A little bit of my background. Some of the media press that's been happening recently is there. We'll be adding the Verbally Effective podcast interview along Absolutely, with your to press. to the media. Yeah, for sure. We're going to embed it. So you'll be able to go there and watch that too. So yes. everything is there. And that's how you can really keep up with me. Subscribe to the newsletter. Um, you know, I'm, I'm still building my email list, so go ahead and shoot me your email. And uh, I'm looking forward to connecting with some new supporters for sure. Awesome. Well, you are indeed a wonderful talent, Brandon. Thank and you so I'm much. so glad I've been able to meet you yeah. and work with you. I, I mean, I feel like, you know, this is only the beginning for you. Although you've been through so much, you you have not even plateaued. You, baby, you. Baby, you. Baby, it's coming. I, I, hear, I mean, I ooh. hear you. I've been keeping up with, with you for. Quite some time though. You didn't know really? that. Yeah, I was you listening told to your me stuff. That. Yeah, I was you listening told to your me stuff. That. And and then it was just timing was was perfect that we were able to yes. connect on this. So no, it's, it's, it's so my privilege. Glad. Yeah, thank you yes. very much for and, having and me. And like you said, accountability. You do everything you say you're gonna do. You are a man of your word. That's right. And, That's and, what I want to be. Yes, and, and right. I respect that. And you are a wonderful talent. Thank and you very I can't much. wait to see you do your thing live, baby. Yeah, That's me too. what I'm looking forward yeah, to. Yeah, thank you. So okay, Brandon Lewis, thank you so much. Singer, songwriter, recording artist entertainer. I did tell y'all part-time stripper, but I was just playing. Make sure you follow him on all social media platforms. Check out the website as well. And also, hit your girl up on that cash app. Cash tag. Ina Esco. E-N-A-E-S-C-O. Thank you so much, Verbally Effective audience, for joining me today with none other than Brandon Lewis. Thank you, thank you. Uh, Brandon, I need you to sing a little something for me. Okay. Can you can you sing a little something for my verbally effective yeah. audience? It's not a selfish thing. It's all a memory thing. Cause I remember when I, I didn't have anything. Go, just an underdog. I survived by any means. Yeah. Focused on my goal and forgive my enemies. I forgive my enemies. Oh, it's one thing for certain, and it's two things for sure. No matter how much or how far I go, I always want more. I always want more. Yes! All right, Brandon! And you wrote that? I wrote that, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Strategic ass. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote that to share, yeah, for sure. I love it. I Thank love you so it. Much. I Thank love you so it. Much. You yeah. are awesome, boo.